A new week bringing new money. Welcome everybody back to the biggest episode of Moneyline Madness yet. Episode 5-0, the big 50 burger right now. And it's it's just going up here at Moneyline Madness. It has been nothing but green, and we're back today. We're going to give you guys MLB bets. We're talking all-stars, all-star snubs, who we think should have made it, who we think shouldn't have made it, because there definitely was a few on there. It's a little bit questionable. I know Andy's got some thoughts about that. But oh, yeah. we're going to be bringing all of those MLB talk. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of Donovan Mitchell. I know I'm I'm extremely excited mm-hmm. to be talking some Donnie. So mm-hmm. I know I don't know how Andy's feeling over there, knowing that uh, uh, mm-hmm. hey man, New York New York is coming. New York we is here, coming. Hey man, we here, dog. We, we here. The Knicks are here. But <laughs> this is episode 50 of Moneyline Madness. In case you guys are new to the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Turn on our notifications. Drop us a five-star rating if you're feeling like it. Um, obviously, I'm here with the man himself, Corey Mosley of Most Sports. And then my co-host, on? Andy B., my classmate at CSB. And we're here to bring you guys, you know, all the money makers we can. So without further ado, you guys ready to hop in? Oh, yeah. All right. So the report last night comes out pretty late in the night from Shams. I mean, this was kn- I was ready. He knew what like, he was doing. He knew he what he late. was doing, putting it out that late. Well, he that, there was a lot of uh, kind of purposeful tactics going on here. So, and he said, "Who is that? Is that Ed? I already know. I don't even think I got to click or to know that. that. When we get Mitchell, <laughs> Yo, that's my boy. Andy, you better prime when we don't get Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get him. That's the thing. I really am convinced that Donovan Mitchell right now. It's seeming like that call last night or that tweet from Shams." is coming across as somewhat of a cry for help from Danny Ainge. A lot of what I'm hearing is that, hey, Andy, you're laughing over there, bro, but that's what it is looking like right now. When you're putting something out that basically says the Knicks have the best offer right now, yeah. I like he's begging for somebody to outbid the Knicks. Yeah. It's basically like, look, the Knicks, we, we're realizing the Knicks have the best package to offer, and from there, like, Anybody, please come help us because we don't want to trade Donovan to New York. Is that am it's I a, am I wrong for feeling? No, that? you're you're definitely right. To be fair, I think it's it's definitely worthy for him to put it out there because as good as the Knicks offer is, and it's 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 not the best they can do. I'm sure there's a team out there that if they really wanted to could do better. I just don't think there is a team that wants to do that or can financially do it. I think the Knicks, the only reason they can do it is because they have contracts that are so bad that they can they can even out the money. So to be. I, I'm no, no, no. I, he no, knew no, exactly. No, 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 Andy. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. The Knicks are in position to get Donovan Mitchell, not because we have bad contracts. It's because Leon Rose had a mother effing master class this offseason, yep. acquiring three extra first rounders in the draft, shedding multiple vets, Kemba, Noel, uh, Alex Burks, and getting a player like Jalen Brunson who is friends with Mitchell and IQ, who is also friends with Mitchell. Mitchell is from New York. Um, let's not pretend that they were just hanging out. This, at the is, this is destiny. This is, this is <laughs> this what is we're supposed destiny. to be. This has been the Knicks plan all along. When we all got, along. when we paid for Evan Fournier at 19 a year, we, we punted last off season for this off season. We are playing chess while other teams are playing checkers. And Danny Ainge, 
the fleece master himself he got caught up. Yeah. The fleece master himself is getting caught up in the Leon Rose master class right now. So yep. as long, like Kyle say, as it doesn't as RJ, include yep. RJ Barrett. And it's not. This going is a to. major hey. W for the Knicks. A major W. Yeah. You can take out RJ and still have the best offer. That's the difference. And Andy is looking at me a little crazy, and he was before we went live, too, because I said that, and because he thinks that Tyler is a better piece than if you take out RJ. The Knicks well, can he give up, he, but but he isn't. But he well, isn't. A package I... of Fournier, Reddish, even, I don't even want to throw Grimes in there, but you can even throw him Grimes in there at that point. Grimes He's gone. Old. He. I He's hope old. he enjoys Utah Summers. They're warm. <laughs> Like pack a bathing suit and like, dry because there's yeah. no alcohol in Utah. <laughs> yeah, it's the Knicks have the best offer. The Knicks can give up seven first round picks if they wanted to and still have five in their back pocket. Like the Knicks exactly. have the capital right now to make this move without chipping into their young core. And that's the difference between the Knicks and these other teams is that the Knicks don't have to sell the entire store to get Donnie. And Danny Ainge putting out that article is him knowing the ball is in Leon's court with all the assets that New York has. And he is very scared that the Knicks can not only make this move, but then have enough assets still to build a contender on top of that. And I think a lot of executives and a lot of fans probably, you know, love clowning the Knicks, but a lot of executives out there are probably pretty scared of whatever the Knicks have in their back pocket. Because right now, if you took the past two years of Leon Rose's track record, he's built this team from the ground to what it is today and what it is today isn't anything fantastic don't get me wrong but you add a guy like donovan mitchell and then you still keep five plus draft picks it's gonna get really scary when you have that Real type scary. of capital man and and on top of that who's the oldest player on the knicks even if we do give up Derek uh, Rose. randall at that well, Derek yeah, Rose Derek might Rose, be gone in that in that yeah, trade too that yep. he might be in that trade uh, at that but, point it would be randall at 27 like and Brunson at 26. That yeah. those are your two oldest players. That's your two oldest players is Randall at 27 mm -hmm. and Brunson at just turning 26. The core is young. The core is great. We gotta make it happen. We gotta yep. make it happen. And I, we gotta make it happen yeah. quick because we have the leverage. We have the leverage. All the we leverage are basically right bidding against ourselves. Miami can't even come close to our package, well, and nobody can come close to our package. Yeah, about Miami, and I think Danny Ainge kind of knows what he's doing. He's obviously he's done it a long time. He's putting this out, trying to force them to put Bam out of bio in any deal. And he, it's not going to work. Pat Riley's not an idiot. He's not going to do that. But all of this is to try to create a panic in Miami that they can't do it. Because obviously, if they put Bam out of bio in any deal, that's the trade you go with. Because the Knicks, they can't touch that. But that's that's what he's trying to do. He's very good at that. Obviously, I watched him be a GM for years and he's, well, he never loses Danny, a trade, but right, this so is a, I know you understand spot. Danny Ainge, right? Andy. Yeah. But you do understand what the jazz are trying to do. They're trying oh, to they're do rebuilding. something very oh, yeah. similar to what San Antonio's doing. Correct. Oh yeah. They don't yeah. want anybody that's all-star caliber to come back mm -hmm. to Utah. They don't want to go trying into... to tank for Wemba. Exactly. That's what they they're trying to do. They don't want to go with Donovan Mitchell next season. They don't want to go want in Donovan Mitchell. They don't want Bam. They don't I even don't want R.J. Barrett. I'm telling you, they don't because you know why they're going to win too many games if they do. They need, they want to be bums next year. 
They, they, no, they yes. want to stink. They'll if win you, games. Like, you need the number one draft pick in the 2023 class. Oh, yeah. No, like, that's just a fact. That pick right now is so valuable that the Jazz literally wouldn't take a, a Randall. I don't even know if they would want a guy like Fournier because he would just uh, put up. Too I think much they volume. have to take Fournier because of the money. I think it's the only because the Knicks need to trade a contract. And obviously, Fournier's contract. Well, one is of the contracts will come yeah. off the books. Yeah, sure. that's. But. They don't want anyone that's going to give them a legitimate chance of winning just Julius because Randall will do that for them. Exactly. He would keep Julius them Randall at that, that mediocrity just enough yeah. to stay afloat. They're going to win maybe like 25 games, which is obviously not enough to do anything, but it's also too much to have a number one draft pick. So it puts this them in a, a trade really, they're in a really bad spot. And I think Danny yeah. Ainge knows he messed up not only here, in like all his leaks to the media, kind of holding on to Donovan and kind of mm-hmm. sitting on his assets. But also when he traded Rudy Gobert first, he set the tone of the market and it really brought down the value of Donovan Mitchell being that team's know their back is against the wall. They have no choice now but to unload Donovan. And probably the better haul would have came from Donnie if he traded him first. I mean, I'm, he's yeah. the bona fide superstar of that team. So getting the they got been up five. against the wall. They would have been exactly. up against the wall if they wanted to trade Donnie first. Now the Knicks would have had to have given up damn near seven first rounders. But I'm not opposed. Here's the thing. This is my trade package as the Knicks. This is what they should do, in my opinion. They should give up five first rounders, okay? Evan Fournier and Rose to match contracts. Grimes for their young player. And I will even throw in a, either a Cam Reddish or a Miles McBride. Okay, and that's and that's your that's your package right there. That that's gonna keep y'all bums. That's gonna give you all the first that you need to load up for whatever that you're trying to do in the future, and that 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 matches the salary. So yep. like and that, realistically, the they could go and flip Derrick Rose to a contender for yeah. a pick de- come deadline time. So yeah, it re- sure that could. puts Utah in a great spot. I mean, probably not as good as they could have been, but right now. Like we said, their back is against the wall. This was Danny Ainge's cry for help that he needs somebody to outbid New York because it's not it's looking it's and it's just not happening. And any casual any casual that says RJ Barrett is in these trade talks, stop no, it. Stop it no now. Shot. RJ yep. Barrett is not in these trade talks. Yeah. So get over that. He is not going to Utah. He's staying in New York. The whole point of getting Donovan Mitchell is to pair him up with RJ Barrett with Jalen Brunson and with these young guys. I'll rather give up a bunch of more picks like Kyle just said. I'll I'll rather give up more picks to keep on to the young guys. Yep. And period. I'll uh, give he, up an extra first to keep an IQ exactly. to keep an OD. Absolutely. It's, yeah. That's exactly the point. And last summer, Ian Begley came out with an article and it said, the Knicks are willing to do whatever it takes to get Donovan Mitchell, except part ways with R.J. Barrett. Yeah. That, so for that, anybody yeah. that is sitting here thinking, oh, it's going to take R.J. to get it done, mm-hmm. The Knicks have said for a year now, because they, they've had their sights on Donnie for two-plus years oh, they since have. he came oh, into yeah. the league. They have said if RJ – RJ's not going to go in that package. We just got another Facebook comment. What if he does? And <laughs> he does not. not there going is no what if he does. There, there is none there of is that. None. He's not going to be. RJ is the centerpiece of this team. And from what I'm hearing inside, it's looking like the Knicks would really not want to part with IQ or Obi either. Well, there are two not. tiers of they're Knicks not. untouchables. There's R.J. Barrett, who is absolutely at the top, your franchise cornerstone. And then the next untouchables are Obi and IQ. Tom Thibodeau is in love with that rotation that they have coming off the bench. And the fact that the Knicks have That's the capital nasty. to get 
Donovan Mitchell and also keep that chemistry on their bench at the same time is what's really scaring other teams. Why, why would they make oh, the yeah. trade if they had to trade RJ? That just wouldn't make sense. So I, I, I really don't understand why that's even a thought. It's not happening. It's, yep. it's casual talk. That's, yeah, that's, that's all it is. It's casual. To, to answer the question before, the oldest player on the Knicks other than uh, – Derek Rose, because we're not counting him. Ryan Archie Diacono. So, yeah, at 28 oh, years old. So, so, He's yeah. on the Westchester Knicks. All right, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you you love to see it, though. Like, it really is oh, yeah, impressive that's... what is going on with Leon Rose because everyone wanted to shit on him on draft night. Everyone Ooh. wanted to shit on him for the, the Fournier too. contract. And I was right now, the Fournier contract. Yeah, look... I, was, I was shitting on him for that. Yeah, franchise cornerstone. When Spider comes, who's the number one option? Well, it's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, really. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. It's Donovan one Mitchell a and RJ Barrett. One B. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets really interesting because it, you have Jalen Brunson, so many who weapons. Is a, who's a bona fide number two on a Western Conference Finals team, and then you have Julius Randle, who was second team All NBA just two seasons ago. I've been waiting. So I don't want to hear the Knicks hate. And the I don't want to hear crazy. any hate. And the bench is crazy. If it's Rye, if it's Grimes, Fournier, uh, 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 D Rose that gets sent out, that that uh bench is quickly. Uh, McBride, I would say. Yeah, Reddish, Sims, like... Obi, Sims, Hartenstein. Come on, bro. Come on, come on, bro. That's a crazy bench too. That's a crazy deep young bench. I youngest. So the question still. is. Yeah. Next year, what seed is this team? With if we Don- get Donovan, with Donovan, get, yeah, obviously. with Donovan, with the trade that you've all kind of said, we're, I, we're back at the. Four I think seed. six. I think six. We're, nah, we're back to four, back five, six around there. It's five in that range. It's in that range. Yeah. It's in we're that range. I think. I think we play Philly first round. Yeah, I can see if, that. Four, five matchup. Philly first round. If, I think if five, we, yeah. If I think get, four or five. If we get Donovan Mitchell. Miami or Philly, oh. you would play, I would think. Ed is like, Ed, you're acting like Donovan Mitchell is some type of bum. Like, the guy averages 29 <laughs> points in the playoffs per game. He's Donovan Mitchell is a bona fide star, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about Ed. Yeah. Well, I'm worried Ed, about Ed I, hey, I'm actually happy for Knicks fans. This is something. This would be their first star since Mello, but. That's what I'm saying. Ed has been saying, I want to win now. Like, I just want to win. We're going to trade for a contender or trade for a a player that is proven to build Mm -hmm. a contender. And you're going to you're going to get mad without Spider. The Knicks are not a good team. No, they're not. So, I mean, this move puts them into that type of realm where they're all of a sudden, you know, looking to make a splash. Yeah, I think the Knicks right now is a six seed, a seven seed. Honestly, without Donovan Mitchell. Seven, yeah, bro. What do you mean? Yeah, I would say, bro. I would say just because we had a bad year last year, we were acting like we had a way worse team the year before that, and got the four seed. Like, let's with not no point guard. Pretend, Alfred with, Payton, with Alfred Payton, Alex Burks is our point guard. Like, come on, now we got some a bona fide backcourt. Yeah, with with and don't let RJ improve like he improved last year. Don't let that happen. Don't let Julius find his. His groove and be and that's happy the, and satisfied. That's the and best don't let Mitch Robinson it. find a way to stay in the game the whole game, bro. And that's the best part is that if we get so we get Donovan Mitchell, all of a sudden Julius Randle, the pressure is off of him. So we're gonna see his play obviously increase because he's not the guy to play well under pressure. His his performance is gonna improve. Mitch Robinson, for the first time in his NBA career, is gonna have a competent point guard, whether it's Brunson or Donovan. I, it's yeah, time, like I, he's going to show us offensive game. 
You have RJ who's going to be getting fed from a real point guard now, Brunson or Donnie. It just it's all right there. Everything like the proof is in the pudding. Leon has all the keys in his hands right now, and he's just got to make the move. I, I think right. the the question I had about how they're so much better, like if if he don't if they don't get Donovan Mitchell, there I think they're a play in just because the East has gotten, you know, the East didn't get any worse. Like Chicago didn't get worse. Like yeah, seven uh, is the playing, only team that got worse in my opinion would be Brooklyn, just because it looks like they're not going to have anybody. So. That so that's just the only reason I still think the Knicks would be a play-in team. Charlotte because the other six teams and they were playing. Yep, Charlotte. Charlotte did get worse. They were the ten, yeah. You would you would slide into that spot. Bro. I'm expecting a drop off from the Bulls too. Like nothing scares me about the Bulls. Uh, yeah, Bulls. we talked a lot of shit about the Bulls off. last year. So I mean, Lonzo Ball is not even expected to play game one this year. That's what I'm so, saying. Like, the Bulls are not. I see the Bulls anymore. definitely falling off a little bit. I, honestly, I I don't think the Heat will be the number one seed next year. No, either. I think they're I they're running Milwaukee back the same Boston exact will. team yeah. too. They're a bunch of geriatrics. You got you got actually Kyle worse. Lowry over they're there. Actually worse because they lost PJ Tucker. They're a worse team. Yeah, they're a worse team. I mean, they brought back Oladipo. That's the only thing they did this offseason. Yeah. Heat fans are are delusional too. Don't oh. don't get it oh, yeah. don't get it messed up. Heat fans are delusional. They think they can get any free agent under the sun just because they live in Miami and they they form that super team with LeBron and them. Okay, cool. But y'all don't really have an asset. To get to get a Donovan Mitchell, y'all don't have no assets to get KD at all. Like it's not happening for y'all. Y'all running back this same old ass team, and let's see how y'all do. You know, Ed said, "What's the starting five with Spider?" I mean, then you're going Donnie at the one, Brunson at the two, RJ's mm. playing the three. I mean, I really, think Brunson you're just going at with the one, two, Donnie you're at going the two. two guard I mean, combo, so it doesn't. It's, it's a combo, yeah, yeah. It's either way; they're combo guards, so yeah, they're they're shooting lights out regardless. Then you have RJ at the three. And honestly, I my dream would be for Randall to play the four and Obi to play the five. Some minutes. The Obi mm. at the five lineup is so intriguing for the explosiveness factor. It's a good rotational lineup. It's they're gonna they're gonna start lineup. Mitch. Yeah, they're they gonna start, start Mitch. Mitch. But closing games, I don't see a case scenario where Mitchell Robinson is the closing center, uh, you know, almost hundred percent of the time. I think who was it saying too Ed said too small. I mean, the NBA's changing, man. The, the Warriors three. just won a, a championship with Draymond playing the five primarily. Like Looney is there, but they Draymond's the Yeah, the Looney on didn't that play team. much. Uh, RJ played the three the whole season last year and he was completely fine. Like I don't, How tall is RJ? That. RJ's like six five, six six, bro. He's yeah, he's chilling. He's, RJ RJ's okay. All right. Look, you wanna uh move on to uh something other than the Knicks? Obi is not Dr- obviously Obi is not Dream. Yeah, Andy's probably dying over here with this Knicks talk, but obviously not, he's not I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that the Knicks will finally be a team we can talk about. I just want to see the trade first. I yeah, I want to see, see the trade first. too. I want to see the trade too. I'm the done thing about the about NBA the is that any moment, happens. at any moment, a team can come out of nowhere and just take You're over. Right. I don't but know. But when we're happen. when we're they, locked in and when Shams is talking about we're going to yeah. do this, that's what it's, I, it's a like, lock. I'm if telling it was you, this has been in motion for a minute. Man. I know it. There's just tell the way we moved, it was to do yeah. exactly oh, yeah. what we're doing right now. The yeah, way we traded back, we, this is this whole game plan, we went to that Dallas versus Utah game for a reason. I promise you, for a great reason. They I were don't both think it mad was Brunson, because they yeah. knew it wasn't just they, for Brunson, right? It wasn't I mean, it just for been. Brunson. It could have been for both of them. Like, like for both of them. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
and it's and, and Randall come with us because I, guess I what? Him, we're gonna so. we have a game plan to trade back to do this and that, and we're gonna still be able to keep you and bring both of them in. They've yep. been had this. They've been had this. I'm telling you, yep. they've been had this from the Pistons to the to the Thunder to. It's so premeditated. To everything. Yeah. I mean, it, Leon it, Rose it, is a C. Like Donovan Mitchell is a CAA guy, so we know his connections mm-hmm. with Leon Rose are beyond just basketball. I mean, it, it's evident that Leon Rose's connections in the sports agency world are like it's proving to be beneficial to the Knicks right now. I mean, the Jalen Brunson deal, he was holding up a jersey in the guy's freaking the loft of Leon Rose's apartment. Like, yeah. obviously, it's tampering, but they're playing, they're finding loopholes. And hey, we're going to do what we got to do to win. Be mad. Like, yeah. And we'll do it again. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to do it. And we'll do it. And we'll do it again. Everybody tampers. There's no way that DeAndre Jordan signs at 601 unless they tamper. So everybody does yep. it. It's yeah, we'll do it, it again. Deontay Murray and Trey Young literally admitted to tampering. Yeah, literally. Yep. Kyle Deontay Murray said, admitted to it. Kyle just said, "Do we have some MLB betting content coming?" Yes, yes let's get it. Absolutely. Yeah, we can just we'll hop straight into transition. Please, I'm done with the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, (laughs) done for now. We'll be back. Done for now. Until the trade goes through. Talking our shit. I got some fire picks today. I was looking at the card, and there was one game that was really intriguing me, and it was the Braves going up against the Nationals. So Mm. we had mentioned um, Austin Riley, a a big All Star snub. Um, I'm not going with any of his props today, but we know that the Braves are playing their ass off right now. I'm sure you guys as Mets fans, you know, you could smell oh, them yeah. on your tail a little bit. Hear yeah, some he footsteps. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been nice. Today, I am coming with a parlay. You can either take these straight or parlay them together. I have a player performance with it, actually. And I'm going with mm. Kyle Wright. Over four and a half strikeouts. That comes in at minus 104 on FanDuel. And if you want to parlay that with the Braves money line, that comes in at plus 155. So going up against the Nationals, a team that is in the top five in strikeouts in the league, they're one of the bottom five teams across in offensive production. So I'm pretty confident in taking Kyle Wright tonight on uh, FanDuel pretty much across the board for his stats. I like that one. Mm. Yeah, the Nationals are terrible. So I know coming off a loss in a series to the Mets, the Braves are going to probably sweep this one, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Braves are going to fucking smack the Nats around. I'm not going to lie. And we we said – we said for a while now that the Braves, they needed a skid like this, a really yeah. hot streak if they wanted any chance of competing in the NL East. So the fact that we're seeing this offensive production come and their pitching is still kind of figuring out its way, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary, I can't lie, for the way that they played last fall too. I'm not scared. I'm, no, not, I'm scared. not either. I said the I'm same thing. I really – this I'm week, not. this this series we just played against them, showed they kind of showed me I that, to that see. I, yeah, they showed I don't me everything. Think if they're only going to hit home runs, that it's not going to work. It, against the Mets, it's just not going to work. So they're going to have to figure something else out. And they're, No they Marte, no McNeil, no DeGrom, yeah. and we still took two out of three. Yeah. All right. They're going to have to see us nine games in August. Yeah. All right. It's going to get ugly. And that's going to be, be where, where it comes down to. That's right The whole division comes down to that. But I, I just I just love to – I just love to see – how the Mets are doing right now? They're doing great. Um, let I me hop into. Oh, you, you got the Mets tonight as one. Minus uh, one and a half. That's pretty easy. It's the Cubs. So, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure everybody in the world, I was checking the stats beforehand, I'm pretty sure like 85% of bets opened up with the, like for the Mets so far. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll go into what I got for a game. I got, I got like six picks today, but I'll yeah. go one game at a time. I'm really digging this Colorado-San Diego game. Um, I like Kyle Freeman under three and a half earned runs. You can get that at minus 118 on Superbook. Um, he's only hit this line 41%. Well, he's only gone over 41% on the season. Um, and San Diego has been real low on, on base percentage, case per inning. It's looking real favorable to, to Kyle Freeman, even though, you know, San Diego has been rocking and rolling over the past, you know, couple of weeks. But... I, I definitely like the under and not only the Kyle Freeman under three and a half earned runs. I also like the Colorado versus San Diego under 11 and a half runs. I feel like that line is way too inflated, way too inflated. And uh, obviously a lot of runs. That's a lot of runs, bro. Like, you know, and I still think like as much as they're discrediting, like they're anticipating a Blake Snell, a Blake Snell stinker pretty much because no way Kyle Freeland is giving up all 12 by himself. No. So they're anticipating that Snell's going to come out and get rocked. The Rockies just don't have a lineup that intimidates me enough to, you know, right. Against right. Them, so. I think That's at course field at course field, they give it like another two or three runs just because it's course field. So yeah, That's also the altitude and, and all yeah. that. Kyle says uh, Keegan Thompson with a 2.1 ERA. Yeah. At home. Tough to back the Mets. Andy, your thoughts on that? I had a response to that. So, one thing the Mets did really well in their last series against three pretty decent pitchers for uh, Atlanta, obviously Freed too. They worked the count, and that's something I've been I looked at, and a lot of teams do that well against Keegan Thompson. He goes about six innings in a in a good start. He goes six innings, but he's been going four innings. Uh, it looks like I got a three inning start. That's something the Mets have been doing well is working the count. That's one thing Buck really worked hard on is they grind at bats. So early in games, teams have had to take their starters out. And then really the Cubs is just a one-man bullpen. They've got David Robertson, who's not even going to be on the team in a couple weeks. Could be switching jerseys. I'd love to see him switch locker rooms. But how good the Mets are at working the count, getting the starter out early, it really helps them. So that's definitely a reason I don't think the starter completely takes the Mets out of a game. So Yeah, so the – it might be biased of me as a Mets fan, but obviously I think the Mets are going to smack the Cubs for the last three games going into the uh, all-star break. Four, we Keegan, get them four times. It could be Keegan Thompson, Sleevin Slompson, Pegan Pompson, <laughs> Nets and four. You already know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, the Cubs stink too. So at the end of the they day, they stink, bro. Like they two, stink. A two run win, like I'm not, I'm not feeling like that's too out. Stroman tomorrow too. I'm very Stroman tomorrow. Oh, we about to rock Stroman's up. world. Yeah. yeah, the house is going on Mets money line tomorrow. That's <laughs> oh, a fact. Yeah. All right, Corey, you got you had a ton. You said right? Keep I got a bunch. Yeah. You. So all right, I also have Yankees team total over four and a half runs. That's at minus one hundred five. I mean, going MGM. up against the Reds, like going up, going up against the bum Reds. You know, I mean, it's Luis Castillo. Yes, okay, I get it. This you is know? his tryout essentially for for the this Yankees. is his tryout, and he might he might sling it for a couple, of, you know, for a couple of innings. He might go five, but guess what? The Yankees, we know how the Yankees are. The back half of that every game, like what the Yankees were down one run in the eighth ninth inning yeah. last night, and I 
and the money line was only at plus 120, and I was going to throw the house on it. I was like, but it's not even good value. But I know the Yankees are going to win. And I go to sleep, I wake up, and the Yankees win 6-7. to seven. Yep. Even when they were down the Yankees don't the lose, bro. They Same don't thing. lose. They could be down fucking seven runs in the fourth, and they find a way to come back and win. I mean, they knock runs. And I think they're going to hit the over on that four and a half, whether it's from Luis or it's from that bum-ass bullpen that – that since he has. Yeah, I've been loving it, honestly. All of it, it has just been great. This is Ed question. When doing baseball, double perfor- player performance doubles, are those risky bets? Um, sometimes in baseball, yeah. it can be a little bit weird. Obviously, those are more risky because they're essentially a two-leg parlay, just package. Um, but when you're going with a team like the Yankees, you're going with a team like the Mets, sometimes it could be an easy way to boost the odds of whatever you're looking to bet on. So like tonight with my Kyle Wright pick, um, I really like the fact that they're playing the nationals. So I feel like taking his strikeouts, I liked that in the first place. And then adding that to the money line boosts you from minus odds to plus odds all of a sudden. So it is a little bit risky, but when you're finding a team like the Braves playing a bad team, like the Nats, I feel like that's where the opportunity comes to really jump on that. It's definitely risky. I mean, player performance doubles is literally a, just a two-team parlay. I mean, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, they like to, you know, give it fancy words and they trying to give, you know, all this other schnaz to it to make it seem like it's not as risky as it is. It's a two-team parlay at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> it's a parlay. It's going to be risky. But sometimes you can find great value in player performance doubles. Like, absolutely. Like you said, Matt, when, when a bum team, like the – like you know, is playing is playing uh, Braves, and you could combine something very likely that's going to happen with the win. It's it's almost for the most part uh, yeah, a no brainer at the time. Ed's second question is: uh, Who are the teams in the league that are hot and are pretty much guaranteed green beans? So we talk about this a lot. Whenever a good team is playing a really bad team, we mostly go with the run line. So if the Dodgers are playing the Reds. You know, the Reds are one of the worst teams in the league. Dodgers are one of the best. The minus 1.5 for the Dodgers is typically what we're going to ride with. Being that, I mean, for the most part, a team like the Dodgers should beat the Reds. And in baseball these days, you don't see as many one-run games as you used to. So a two-run win for a good team beating a very bad team seems to be our biggest moneymaker as of late here on Moneyline Madness. Mm -hmm. We also love to pick the Mets and Yankees. Those are... Pretty much the easy ones that we usually take. <laughs> that, that's our bias. But, I mean, yeah. it's New York. And yeah, if they're winning. It's winning. It's winning, bro. It, those are the hot teams. Astros, yep. the Mets, the Yankees, the Braves are hot. You know, like, mm-hmm. you got to ride the wave sometimes. The trends are trends. You know, you, you got to ride yeah. them. Uh, speaking of trends, Kyle said uh, the Pirates have hit their first five team total over nine of their last 11 games against lefties. They got lefty Braxton Garrett today. I like O'Neill Cruz then. Cause that's my boy. I like him. Yo, that boy is a monster. He's I, I like that bet though, Kyle. I think it's I think it's a good bet. Yeah. I like yeah. To actually do like that one. Yeah, for, for anybody listening afterwards on Spotify, he's going Pirates first five team total over one and a half runs. That's sitting at minus one oh five. So for those of you at home listening after we post this on Spotify, there's another one to add to your bet slip because I, I definitely like that. And obviously Kyle, an analytical guy pulling up the stats to support that as we love here on my line madness absolutely and i have a value play a plus play i like xander bogarts over one and a half bases at plus 165 on fanduel i'm throwing a half unit on that 
Um, he's hit this line almost 50% on the year, and that's fucking crazy that's for, a, uh, for a hitter. Over one and a half bases, 50% on the year. It's at 46%, but, like, that's crazy value for – Boston, first of all, he's playing. Who's Boston playing again? Tampa they're playing, Bay. Playing Tampa today. They're playing, they're playing Tampa, so it's going to be a competitive game. And Xander Bogarts is Xander Bogarts. And when yeah. you when you see a line like that at plus one sixty five, you hop on it. You, you just do. And I also got my last play. Well, actually, I got two more plays. My my other plus play is uh, Aaron Judge home run. It's at plus two fifty five on Barstool. Um, it's the Reds. You know, it's at the end of the day, even though, like I said, it was Luis Castillo, I got a lot going on the overs for the Yankees Reds game. And I got a lot for the unders for the uh, Rockies uh, Padres. But, yeah, Aaron Judge is always is always good for a home run, you know, at the end of the day. And that plus 255, that's that's great, great value. And um, yeah, like one more play, one more play for your boy. <clears throat> and I got uh, White Sox versus Twins Nerfy. At minus one oh five, I really like the pitching matchup, and these guys can't hit; they're bums. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, who I, who I, are we I, talking about can't hit? Oh, uh, the White Sox and the Twins. Oh no, yeah, they're yeah, they're terrible. They're not it to me, really. Yeah. So, sure. I actually piggybacking. They got Johnny Cueto and Sonny Gregg coming up. You know, yeah. they're 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 pretty decent, and I, I like the Nerfy on that. So, yeah, those um, are my piggyback off of your Aaron Judge pick. Um, I've actually been thinking about for the entirety of this series, Anthony Rizzo to hit a home run. And obviously you say that and it sounds a little like <laughs> why that's so random Anthony Rizzo. But since 2015, there are two players in the MLB with 50 plus home runs against one single team. And that is Mike Trout. Oh, yeah. And then it is mm. Anthony Rizzo against the Reds. For yeah. some reason, the guy rakes against he gets because he got to play so many games in that. Great American ballpark, and it's just a home run paradise. It is so, yeah, for he yeah, breaks for a against the like Red, Rizzo. But, I mean, yeah. it is it is perfect. So it, it I comes have, out. I actually have one of these that was just in the comments. So we'll yeah, get to his, that one right now. That comes in at plus three sixty for a Rizzo homer. He's seen Castillo a lot within his career. So if you're looking to drop a small unit, maybe a quarter even, like right on Anthony Rizzo at plus three sixty. Oh, the, yeah. the proof is in the pudding. The guy hits homers against the Reds. So. No. So I actually have one of these that's in the comments. So I'm going to get, if you want to, I'm going to click that right now. So yeah, this yeah. one, the Seattle money line, I looked at this and I, I wondered it as well because they're red hot. The two hottest teams in baseball, the Orioles and Mariners, but the Mariners are probably the most crazy. Legit. Yeah. So they're 17 and they're 17 and three in their last 20. They're playing Texas on the road. I get that. So I was wondering why they were plus money. And then I looked Martin Perez. Exactly. I was looking at the same That's thing. That's the reason. Perez has so, been chalking, man. Yeah. So other than one start at City Field, he's been pretty perfect this year. But against Seattle, they're red hot. So you're basically just picking, can Seattle's offense get to Martin Perez early and then keep it going? So I'm going Seattle's money, Seattle money line. They're just too hot right now for anybody to stop. In my opinion, they're probably going to uh, be the number one wild card in the uh, American League. So I love that he brought that up, and that's a huge get. I, I can't believe that's plus money. Yeah, Regardless Kyle, Kyle, you already know what time it is, bro. You know Moneyline Madness. This <laughs> this is a pot. This is this is my my young boy's podcast right here, <laughs> and they're yeah. killing it. And we're going to go live 
a lot, especially yeah. when football season starts. You yeah. already oh, know yeah. what time it is. When football You're... and basketball come around, I mean, this is just a kick up right now. Obviously, you know MLB is off season, Kyle. You know MLB is yep. off season, but we still gonna you know get our lives in. And you know you're down to come on anytime. anytime. And likewise, if you want us to hop on any of your guys' lives, you know we're here for it too. You already Absolutely. know. And that's we're a great point. Collaboration. The, Mariners, the Mariners are playing their ass off. So you take that and then you look at Martin Perez's last three starts. And he's gone six innings every start, but he's given up at least four runs. So, I mean, the Mets he gave up four. He gave up four to Kansas City. Awful lineup. And then he gave up six earned runs against the Twins in his last start. Yeah. So it, it really is right there. And Seattle, I mean, at plus money, it just it makes so much sense to hop on that. Yeah, Absolutely. I I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Them and the yeah. Orioles are just red hot. It's yeah, that's, Orioles, man. Well, who would have? They're thought? pissing it's... me off, man, because we were supposed to have Trey Mancini, and I don't see them trading him right now. So. A lot of Enough people time. around the league think that he will yeah. be moved, but I mean, with the way that they're winning, why? I can't, I can't make the playoffs and not have Trey Mancini on my team if I'm the. Orioles. This is the he's, first he's time Baltimore has actually been doing something since what Cal Ripken, <laughs> and oh, yeah. now they're they're and and they got their best player on the high seat. They're bugging. They need to just hold on and just keep building with their farm system. They're obviously yeah. a very small market team, and it's going to be tough to to get. Uh, a star over there so you just got to keep building that's what pisses me off about small market teams they sell so crazy at the deadline i'm like for what like how are y'all supposed to build y'all team if if y'all keep selling 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 every every trade deadline it just just pisses me off i don't think the orioles should sell or buy i should i think they should just stay Stay put yes because at this point they have young guys i mean trey man is a free agent i could understand trading him but if you you have a chance to make the playoffs go make the playoffs it's go not that difficult right now in the in baseball there's so many teams that are so bad and there's so many spots to make the playoffs that like for them i think they're what two games back right now it shouldn't be that difficult yeah. and toronto just fired their manager so i mean yeah, the mlb is so like, top heavy if you're not the mets oh, yeah. the yankees the astros the braves or the dodgers yeah you're nobody, honestly, yeah. in this opinion. So, like, any it's open game after that to make the playoffs yeah. besides those five teams. And I named both leagues those five teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the playoffs is wide open for the Orioles. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move nothing or buy anything either. Just yeah. play ball. Play yeah. ball. I got one more pick for tonight. Um, I was looking at Astros going up against the Angels right now. Um, Astros run line minus 108. I mean, again, the Astros are a dominant team going up against a mediocre Angels lineup. So I'm anticipating them coming out and slinging. I mean, the Astros right now are looking like one of the hottest teams in baseball. They're coming off a week where they spanked the Yankees around, to be fair. I mean, 18 innings of scoreless baseball is pretty impressive against the best team in the league right now. So they got smacked around by the Angels last night, though. I no, they they did. They, they did get around. They did get smacked around. But today on the mound for the Angels <coughs> is Ryan Depp Demers. So I mean, mm. just a mediocre fastball. Yeah. I mean, I think the guy tops out at 92, 93. And with mm. the way his off speed complements that, a team like the Astros that is very quick to jump on fastball pitchers, I, I think that they're able to rock him around tonight. So for that reason, I'm taking their run line at minus one oh eight on FanDuel. Very yeah. nice. I like that one. Framber Valdez on the mound for the. Yeah, I mean, he's, Astros, been, he's so. been slinging the rock too. So, I all mean, star. 
he is an I all-star think, first I time think, all-star yeah. appearance yeah he is a reserve but that that does count does yeah. count todd frazier was saying yesterday we can't we can't at uh make a uh, reserve snubs because at the end of the day there's going to be so many people that are going to drop out of the all-star game that no you're he's right these, I most heard of these reserves are going to be starters i was like damn yeah. you're, you're pretty right about that he's not pretty wrong. Pissed. yeah i'm pretty pissed still... about Marte not being a starter i'm pissed about a couple of yeah. players not being starters i don't think Marte yeah. should even go right now because of his injury i think he should i mean he's gonna yeah. go but i don't think he should play but yeah I... I was there was only one that I was like legit like how is that guy not a star not even a player in the game and it was Ty France for Seattle he's their best hitter and he was by other than Rodriguez obviously but he's been great but other than that the snubs are the snubs they're all gonna wind up on the team like Zach Wheeler is gonna wind up on a team because somebody's gonna pitch that weekend so it's it's yeah. really until Monday you really don't know who's in the game so exactly exactly. Yeah, but, well, yeah, man. I don't I know think if you got shit. more, but I think that's gonna wrap us oh, up I for think today. We're good. I think we're yeah, good. all right. That this was a great episode, fellas. Yeah. First live first episode. One, yeah, first live episode. We would definitely take that. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Thank you, Kyle, for the constant support. We appreciate it a ton. And like we said, if you ever want to come on and talk some betting, we are always here a few times a week, and we're gonna be live from here on out. And no more money line yes, madness. Sir. Uh, pre-recorded. This is <laughs> all going to be on the fly. We're oh, going to be yeah. taking comments, and this is going to be a much more interactive show. So, for those of you who are listening on Spotify, uh, make sure you follow us on social medias at ML Madness Pod across the board: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're posting the clips up there, all of our cards, everything like that. So, yeah, that's yes, going to do it for us today. Oh, yeah. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode fifty. 50. Yes, sir. Sheesh. Big 5 baby. Hopefully we come back and Donovan Mitchell's a neck. Right? Oh. Eh. Ow. Hope we'll so. see. We'll, we'll see, see what we'll happens. See. All right, everybody. Thank you again and have a good one. Peace. All right. See ya. See ya.